Coming up for episode 140, we have no idea because we haven't done this in a long time. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. This is I Remembered It Better, a podcast experiment in geek nostalgia. Come on, Bob, like a dog for me. Ooh, I done a bad thing. We're on a mission from God. This is my boomstick. Kiss my converse. Look what's extraordinarily bad. I got a bad feeling about this. Now, here are your hosts. Oh, no. Not again. Welcome to I Remembered It Better, the show that takes a look back and asks, was it as good as we thought it was? That's right, we're back, coming to you from Dayton, Ohio, where it's happening, it's actually happening. I'm Cliff Haddix, also known as Revan Geek, and I'm joined in tonight's analytical look back. From Atlanta, Georgia, where he finally has the picture of Cliff and a cross-dressing nun, Ryan Allgood. Mm-hmm. I got a lot to be excited yep. about tonight. Yeah. I got, <laughs> we're doing this again. Uh, yep. Uh, I got that picture. Yep. Um, okay, it's just the two things. I only have two things to be excited <laughs> about. But uh, but they're good things, so I'm I'm excited about them. We, we'll unpack the nun cross dressing nun in just a moment. But let's also I, bring I feel in like the it fact it speaks for itself. But it does right. kind of speak yeah. for itself. But let's bring in the <laughs> fact that it's not just us getting the band back together. It's old school. It's the original lineup, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you from Charleston, West Virginia, where he finally woke up from his five year coma. Brian Kidd. Did I miss anything? <laughs> um. Nope. Just good, the expansion good. of the Star Wars universe, the yeah. culmination of the MCU, you know, just a few oh, things. Yeah, yeah for, right. Your yeah. mom's been busting in on recordings for the last five years. It's good stuff. <laughs> Dude, my mom died, so um, way to go there. Time to, uh. time to let that go. Time to let that go. Now the dogs will bust in. So that's there you go. <laughs> Well, let, let, do, do, let's just unpack a few things. First of all, let's explain the cross-dressing nun um, and kind of what started I mean, to lead us back here. Um, Ryan and I just got <laughs> back from Dragon Con. Yeah, it's important and to drag point out that a being cross- the operative <laughs> word. Yeah. A cross-dressing nun didn't bring us back here. Like, that's, no, it wasn't the cross-dressing nun. really no, but, important. But, but uh, you know, Ryan and I did the Blues Brothers at Dragon Con and kept saying we needed to get a picture with a penguin. And the only nun we could find was... Oh my goodness! Just a very, a very uh, friendly and affectionate uh, uh, cross-dressing nun. Yeah, I'm really um, glad that nun picked you to be friendly and affectionate towards. I, I, um, I'm comfortable in who I am. I was fine. I was fine. I mean, I am to... too. I'm just not comfortable in who I am being on Facebook. So, um, <laughs> uh, which is where, what, all... what was funny is like all day long we've been been seeing nuns from like the movie The Nun, right? Yeah, like, these horrible frightening nuns and yeah. i mean not that that wasn't kind of frightening but uh uh yeah that was not the nun i thought we were gonna find <laughs> but it was all good and i'm not, I'm not gonna say it i'll say a lot of things but i'm not gonna say what that nun greeted us with when we asked no take no a it was it, it, it's not, even it was, bleep i don't it would be all beeps it no, would be all beeps it's, it was just it i'm not even comfortable saying it um, <laughs> i might write it down for you so but right. amongst all the dragon conning, I could see the glint in Ryan's eye. He could see it in mine, especially attending some podcasting panels. Yeah. It's just we started to admit we really miss this. And there's been times that you and I have been talking about relaunching 
Mm-hmm. And it seems like each of us was excited at different times while the other had something really serious going on. Yeah. And it's not that we don't have serious lives still. All 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 parties on board here. We got some serious lives. But we realized how much we missed having that conversation around stuff. Um it really hit me the the weekend after seeing Endgame and you and I talking on the phone for an hour and a half as I drove uh to Montreat for a conference. Yeah, and like, right. wow, oh, this should have been a podcast. <laughs> I forgot that was like that was about an hour and a half of uh, unpacking that that movie. A deep dive. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And and by golly, I had to, I just don't talk to Brian Kidd enough. He went and got off Facebook, which I totally understood why he did. But mm. like, I don't know what's going on with you, man. Catch up <laughs> with you. Um. Well, uh, I decided to lose my mind at one point and teach high school theater. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was. Uh, something I did. Um, <laughs> all you know, all I have to say is, teachers, God bless you, because you don't get paid enough, and uh, frankly, I I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, mm, I I made it almost fine. an entire year, <laughs> and then like uh, two weeks left in the in the spring semester, and I was like, nope. And gone. (laughs) And and the thing is, it's crazy. Like, you love the theater. So it it wasn't the subject matter. It was just that. No, it it. it, well, it wasn't even so much that it was it was teaching it to, you know, 15 kids who love it, too. And Mm. then about 60 or 70 more who are just in the class because that's where a counselor just jammed them because they had to put them somewhere. Mm. And and I don't care how hard you try, you are never going to be able to get one of those kids to pretend to be a tree. It's You're not, not happening. <laughs> for some reason, they're not into it. Um, they are very creative with the names they came up with me for me. <laughs> but as far as trying to build a character, no, it wasn't happening. So, uh, you know, after I literally quit opening night of Legally Blonde, the musical, <laughs> when I had been working for 15 days straight, an average of 13 to 14 hours a day, having to build all the sets, uh, do everything, because I was literally doing the job that was originally done by three people, uh, and... It came time for opening night. Everything's gone wrong. Uh, we get to the end of the show, and I'm having to, you know, to to call from the booth, which if you're in theater, I'm basically running the, the technical parts of the show. And I mess up and tell the girl who's running the light board to do a blackout at the wrong time. And the director of the musical, which I, honestly, I got it. It should have been me. Being the theater mm. teacher, but that's in the past. It was yeah. the show choir director, <laughs> and you know, show choir directors. It's, it's nice older lady for most of the time, but she became a tyrant, and so the, the the lighting cue, the lights went out, and from the audience, I hear a scream: "Turn those lights back on!" <laughs> Subtle, right? Subtle. I took off my headset, laid it down on the desk, (laughs) said, F this, out loud to a bunch of kids. And then (laughs) soon as, you know, Uh soon as the show was over, 
walked back to my office, dropped my keys on the desk, and said, I'm gone. And I never looked back. <laughs> if you're going to do it, burn it all the way. Oh, the that bridge. Oh, there's not a cinder left. I mean, it's. Oh, oh, oh it was not worth it. It was not worth it. So, teachers, God bless you. Uh, but I am not one of you. So, uh, mm. you know, I, I have moved on to the world of, of state databases. So I, I get to pretty much work by myself all day and rarely have to talk to anybody else. And that's both fantastic, but it also means I never get to talk to anybody else. Mm. So I, I heard you guys were getting the show back together. And <laughs> I messaged Ryan was like, uh, hey, Ryan. So that's really great. So I'm just saying that if you need somebody, I'm really, really available right now. Nope, we're all set. We're all set. We're good. <laughs> that was going to be my fear was <laughs> new phone. It was, was going to be like, you left six years ago and now you want to come back. <laughs> well, I, think, I think my actual response was at first new phone. Who dis? Yes, uh, it was. That was which that doesn't was the first work thing. over messenger. Does no, it? no, I, it doesn't really. Can't really it pull doesn't. that off, but um. so. But anyway, here I am. Got a kid in college now. Another one, senior in high school, Ooh. and the third one is a sophomore in high school. And uh, I feel very, very old, and have no one to talk about nerdy things to. So now I get to rant to the internet <laughs> and have and and to be uh, to be. Blunt, you know, not to be blunt, but to be blunt, we didn't want you back, Brian. No, we didn't want you back. Absolutely. You know, I mean, just like it was it was it was just kind of all things falling together. You know, right. And I were were steamrolling and talking. And then when I found out you were possibly interested, I was like, oh, okay. well, then let's because we were already starting to put like guest lists together, like looking up who's the old friends of the show we used to have on all the time and who are some new folks we've gotten to know that would be cool people to try to talk about various things and how do we want to reshape the show so that it works in a way that isn't as heavy lifting but is still good content. Um, and, and, and let's get into that a little bit. The show is going to still be, you know, talking about the stuff we love that's been around for a while, going back and watching old stuff talking about the sequels and stuff that come, it might be a little less of the every week catching up on the news type of stuff. That might be a little less and a lot more deep dives with people who are really close to these various things, um, which I'm actually kind of excited about because that was always, you know, the have you ever stuff was always some of my most favorite things that we did in the past when yeah, we'd really go deep on something that, Maybe only one of us was passionate about, and the other two you know, would watch it. What Sometimes the other two would mercilessly make fun of is well, usually that how happened it, uh, a lot. That happened yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah, Battle of the Planets got thoroughly eviscerated by Ryan. I I, I remember that, and mm-hmm. yeah, it happens. It happens. But some things other suck. Times, <laughs> some things, but other things are awesome. Sometimes we do get to find a nugget of something that we're like, oh, that is pretty cool. Thank you for introducing that to us. Um, and that's kind of where we're starting to evolve and go with this. Um, and also kind of curious to, you know, what kind of stuff would you all like to see us do? I mean, the email still works. I remembered it better at gmail.com. The Twitter still works. IRI better on Twitter. Send us ideas for stuff that like, now that we're back, what do you want to see us talk about? What, what kind of things from the deep dive vault do you want to see us get into? Who are some people, you know, that would be fun for us to talk to? Um, and we'll see what we can do to bring them in and, and, and talk about some stuff. 
you know, because it's not like everybody and their grandmother has a podcast these days and yeah, tries to ask people to be on them. But yeah, I know. But yeah, it's, yeah, we'll we'll get them. It's kind of funny how you know we were a little bit ahead of the curve, and now after all this time, it's like, oh my goodness, they're everywhere. Everybody's got a podcast. You know, someone put the thing on Facebook the other day. It, let's do a podcast is the equivalent to let's start a band. You know, yeah, it really <laughs> is. Everybody's got a podcast about something. Next, you're going to tell me that mommy blogs are no longer a thing. Oh, gosh. No, I think the mommy blog actually has been usurped by embedding a blog into recipes. Um, Emily got me uh, Instapot for Christmas, and I I love to cook it. I, lo- it's, I love the convenience of it. I love the, the way it makes the meat really tender. I like how the flavors come together. But when you start searching for a recipe for Instapot, you don't get the recipe right away. You got to read uh, three good pages of how Karen is living her best life <laughs> before you get to the recipe. You got to hear about the last event that she took her buffalo dip recipe to, and how it was so good, and all the guys there wanted to have it, and how she secretly thinks that some of the men wished that she was the wife to them, so they would get to eat that good, and and that just goes on for pages. And then, you, oh, by, by the are way, you, are you checking you out four, like recipes, uh, fanfic, like slash fanfic? It stuff? kind of starts <laughs> to go that way, I think. Like I know, salt I know and pepper, the untold it. story. <laughs> I know it's part of the search algorithm. And part of the thing that makes a page has to have so much on it to be searchable. And it also, the longer someone's looking at a page, they get more advertising dollars. I get that. I get why they're doing it. It's just incredibly annoying. Just give me how long I have to put it on the high pressure setting, Karen. That's all I need. And I'm out. It's kind of like doing a podcast and spending most of it talking about what you've been doing with your lives instead of what you're uh, actually supposed to be talking about. Very uh, true. Well, I mean, I, I do think it would be kind of interesting just to check up on our most recent uh, geek endeavors. I mean, because it's been a while since we talked. I mean, I listened to our last mm-hmm. podcast this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Half the games that I talked about I was playing in there, either A, I gave them up, or B, they no longer exist. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of curious. So, uh, Brian, you're the one who's been off the ranch the longest. What is your current geek passion? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot. That's why I'm here. Um, okay. No, I mean, I'm I'm still really into movies. Uh, so I I have been watching a lot of questionable films, um, and enjoying every moment of it. Um, I, I do. I have sort of gotten more back into uh, playing video games, uh, which I hadn't gotten to for a long time. Uh, but the, you know, I. I I play the old man video games, so mm-hmm. even like I can't really talk to my kids too much about it because they're they're talking about what they're doing on Destiny Two and you know when the new Black Ops is coming out, and I'm like, I play Japanese role playing games. And <laughs> have you played the latest Yakuza game? It's quite thrilling, and they you know I get to wear a kimono. Right. Oh, I mean, I've uh, so I will say I have heavily, heavily gotten sucked into the Yakuza video game series uh, that uh, Sega puts out. And they're they're big in Japan and uh, they 
but they haven't really, they've kind of simmered in the underground here in the States. And for a long time, if you wanted to play one of them, you had to import it. And of course, it's all in Japanese. So, uh, you know, I hadn't played it. Well, there was enough of a a fan base for it that they started localizing them and releasing them here. Uh, and they've, they've, you know, they've garnered an audience. And it's because they're batshit insane. Um, you know, you, you play a Yakuza, you think it's all going to be crime. No, there'll be random karaoke. Mm. Um, you know, okay. uh, right. I mean, just really w- dance contests, wacky, wacky, wacky stuff that you go, well, it's, it's Japanese. I should have expected it. Um, but it makes the game a, a level of fun that I think so many of the super serious video games that are popular these days just just don't reach for me. It just, they just don't scratch that itch I have for bizarre things, and I can always rely on Japan to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Japan. Never change. Never so change. yeah, I've been I've been playing those, loving loving those. Um, I have started watching canon films. Not, I mean, I say started watching canon films. I mean, it, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, so yeah. I've seen a lot of canon films, but I hadn't so watched a I'm, lot of if them If I'm remembering time. correctly, canon was the company that put out, like, all the Chuck Norris stuff. Yes. All, well, all yeah. The, um, uh, I mean, among other things. Jim some credit, man. All the, all like there, So the Golan and Globus, who were the, the owners of canon films, they just they were these two Israeli guys who had been successful in an Israeli film and decided they were going to come to America and 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 make money. So they just start churning out films. Um, they're all low budget, but, you know, but that's their strength in that they're like, look, you know what your budget is. You can do a movie about whatever you want. Um, we'll give you a title. You go make the movie. We'll release it. It doesn't cost us much. And if we promote the shit out of it, then somebody's going to come see it. And and back in the eighties, especially, that was very effective. You know, mm-hmm. we we used to get. You didn't have something like Avengers twelve playing for twelve months and nothing else. I mean, you, you would have these bigger films, but there was always room for these small niche films that were just there to be entertaining. And that's, and that's one thing I'll say about Canon films. They're not art. No, no, but by God, are they entertaining? You know, I, I, I can watch breaking and breaking to electric boogaloo over mm. and over. Yes. Uh, you mm. mentioned Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta is glorious. Oh, you it know? is. Yeah. Well, it's... I mean, it, 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 I can remember watching it at a, uh, at a sleepover, um, with uh, actually now a legislator and also uh, a, a a national lawyer uh, winning award winner Chad Lovejoy who represents uh, the state of West Virginia the legislature having a, a sleepover at his house and he had Jim Cotta and all of us being like this is amazing and and and, and of course our middle school minds never said oh there's conveniently a pommel horse in the middle of this right. fight scene for right. him to use <laughs> why are there ninjas in Eastern Europe you know it's, <laughs> why does there just happen to be a well reinforced horizontal horizontal bar yeah. again in the middle of the fight scene for him to be able to fight with because Jim Cotta because and it's Jim Cotta you know it's it's what is it it's like the power of karate and the the grace of gymnastics and yep. Jim Cotta 
And it's and and all their movies were like that. And they they tried to do some that were a little more artsy, and they never really took off. Um, so they yeah they mostly specialized. They gave Chuck Norris a second life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invasion USA, missing oh my in action. Gosh, that you know, movie Invasion USA. Um, and like the Death Wish sequels. I mean, they mm-hmm. made six of them, um, and they're all just Charles Bronson get pissed off by somebody he's eventually you think he was going to run out of family members that somebody could brutally murder or rape <laughs> but no it's always like oh my well, god my the, third cousin well, you're one, dead there was there was one it wasn't anyone in his family he just was helping out the neighborhood there was um, that was uh, death that was death wish three yeah yeah um they killed the giggler man they killed the giggler right and he just <laughs> wastes like scores of juvenile delinquents Oh yeah, and it's glorious. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, so gosh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm really trying to work my way through as many of those as possible, um, just because they're never boring, and uh, and I'm sure I'll bring up some of them as we go along on the on the, on the show. Oh, but uh, yeah, that's that's been my recent passion is is uh, making my way through the canon canon, if you mm. will. Mm. Okay. <sighs> And moving on. Yes. So what about you, Ryan? What are the, what have been your geek passions lately? Oh man. Um I'm you know, I'm still playing a lot of a lot of video games of, of varying types. Not uh, not this weird Japanese shit that Brian's talking about. Oh but, you uh, should, man. You should. Oh I'm I am I am vaguely curious about it. I've I've written it down, so I mean I, it's definitely something I want to take a peek at. But uh yeah, I started um I do I I do the Xbox Game Pass, um, which, you know, gives me like five dollars a month access to all these games that xbox puts up there and as i mean as long as you've got it on like you download it to your hard drive as long as you've got it even if they take it off of game pass uh you still got this this game so i've been um it's it's just been a great excuse for me to try a bunch of video games but i've been playing a lot of um arc evolution um uh, which is a, a survival based it's uh oh god cliff what was that that game uh you and i and, oh, and emily gosh. were playing the it's, one it's that basically, was a Kickstarter, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, where you're like drop butt naked in the woods, and you're like, "All right, go survive." And yeah. um, hold on, know, I've you, got it. I've got it in a window. Hold on, you, keep you, talking. Yeah, you you put together you know some basic tools, and and you find resources to to kind of build up your this this tech tree. And and this game is very much the same, uh, except you also get to train dinosaurs uh, to kill things for you. So. I was like, "Well, sign me up." So I, I may have hold to get, your I, own. I've got Game hold Pass, so I may have to played. get that one. Yeah, I would. I would definitely check it out. Uh, uh, yeah, hold, what, hold. Did you say hold your own? Hold your own. That yeah. was the one that we played. So that was uh, that was a cool game. Uh, I think this is even even better to be honest. Is hold your own. Is that a video game or is that a board game? No, that's a video. That game. That's a video game. Video yeah. Game. Huh. We were playing that on uh, on PC. It was Steam. But, uh, it was Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Arc uh, Arc Evolution. I know is on uh, Game Pass. I know it's available on Steam, but. Uh, it's yeah, and it's just I mean the the um, the art of it is just really, really, really well done. So um, uh, it's cool, and you know the kids come in and and you know they'll I'll I'll sit there and play it, and, and uh, my youngest gets her dinosaur encyclopedia out, and she's trying to find all the different dinosaurs and look them up, and and uh, we have discussed that none of most of these dinosaurs didn't exist at the same time, like they just weren't all running around together, but that there there are periods of history. Um, and she lost complete interest at that point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to think, uh, I've also been reading a lot of, uh, 
uh, well, not a lot of, but some some Neil Gaiman um, read uh, read American Gods, and then so went into good. his yeah the books the books pretty good. Um, I haven't I've watched like a few episodes of the show, but don't it'll um, break your heart. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm getting that impression from what I've seen so far, so I just kind of moved on. But uh, read uh, and then from there I went into um, his book Norse Mythology, where he's collected a bunch of Norse mythology. Um, but he's kind of he's put it together and he's taken a little bit of a storytelling license with it, and um, to kind of fill in the holes of uh, you know things that that we we just don't have records of these stories or they just were never written down or they've been lost and uh, and kind of puts together a really um, a really cool ongoing story story about these uh, these Norse gods and um, it was neat in the uh, prologue to that book he talks about how his his introduction to Norse mythology was uh, Thor through Marvel and so mm. he became curious about more of that stuff and started reading actual Norse mythology and it's like this isn't this isn't the Thor of Marvel at all but this guy's cool um, so that was that was a really good read I'd uh, and I had the the audiobook for it uh, which is read by Neil Gaiman himself. Um, he's got a very, he's got kind of a, a unique voice, so I've enjoyed. Oh, he's great. Uh, he's yeah. he's one of I enjoyed you know, that. There's some authors that that shouldn't read their own material, but he's yep. not one of them. Like he's 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 very very charismatic, and he's uh, he's got a good handle on character, and uh, he's he's awesome. He's awesome. Um, yeah. I may or may not have gotten to go hear him speak and got an autograph book, but you know. Oh, all right. Which uh, which book which book did you get signed? I got American God signed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that that was really good. And then I'm uh, right now I'm reading. Uh, and when I say reading, keep in mind that all my quote unquote reading is audiobooks on my commute. But um, uh, Neverwhere uh, by Neil. Yeah, Gaiman. that's a good awesome. one. Um, you know, that, that was out, a TV so. show first. Was it first the show? Because yep. yep. I knew he, I knew there's like uh, was it in the mid was it mid eighties? There's, there's no a, no there's no, a BBC no. It show. was it was in the nineties. Was it nineties? Um, okay. He he wrote it for the BBC. It's good. It's it's you know BBC budget and BBC nineteen nineties budget. So it's not. So it looked like it was in the eighties. I got gotcha. you. Right, but <laughs> um, no, it did. That came first, and okay. it was successful. And then he turned that into the novel. And the two, the two are very close, obviously, because he he wrote the scripts for the, you know, for the TV show too. Um, but yeah, if you like the book, then the TV show is worth watching. It's got a good cast. And then uh, it's the same thing with Good Omens, isn't it? Because I know he was. Yep. Yeah. It has has to do with him. Yeah, he and Terry Pratchett wrote Good Omens. That was actually his first fiction that he wrote. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I hadn't. I, I wasn't at all aware of the the book until uh, I saw his name showing up in the credits for the show. So um, I want to go back and give that a read. I think that'd be yeah, it's good. It's good. good. But um, yeah, um, yeah, just kind of kind of digging on a, a Neil Gaiman vibe right now. Read a, I mean, uh, a lot of other book series, the Lightbringer series. I forget who that was by, but that was a re- that's a really good uh, five book series. A uh, lot. Uh, it's a lot of book too, each one. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of a uh, mid to high fantasy type situation where uh, they do magic in a in a different way. There's there's a it's a different take and rules on magic where it's all about um, absorbed light from from the the color spectrum, and you know certain people can manipulate certain uh, certain types of magic based on the colors they see and that sort of thing. And um, 
it's uh it was cool. It was a really 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 well fleshed out world and uh and I like when there's really good like rules for magic and not just like, oh and he waves his hands and does a thing. Um <laughs> I, I I like it when, when there's rules to it and there's there's like uh, there's almost a mechanic to it when you're reading it and you can uh you can understand why like not every wizard is a giant powerful kill machine. Um like Jim Butcher does that with his Dresden stuff. Like he's got really well uh, fleshed out like rules for for how magic works in that world, so um, I dig it. But yeah, and then just playing board games, going to Dragon Con, um, hooking Cliff up with nuns. I mean, all kinds <laughs> of you know, just just the usual. And then I've been, um, I think I was I was uh, working out when we last recorded. Uh, I'd started with the um, like a Muay Thai class, and since then. Uh, I've transitioned. You killed over. a man. Yeah, I did just to watch him die. Um, but uh, no, I transitioned over to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and that's um, that's been a thing that I've really, really been enjoying. Uh, you know, and and have, have been kind of nerdy about. Like I, I watch videos and I read articles, and um, you know, summertime when when the school schedule's not so hectic, like I'm, I was over there uh, probably about five nights a week training. Um, well, you know what you got to move so. on to next, don't you? Uh, CrossFit, Jim Cotta, Jim Cotta. Yeah, that's obviously. I mean, it's that, that, than that. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, Cliff. Well, I mean, also the Dragon Con stuff yeah. al- alongside you. You know, we 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 did our Blues Brothers and we did the Death Eaters for our costumes this year, mm-hmm. and uh, a panel. I've been going for years. We got good seats for the Tenant panel, and mm. it was amazing. Yeah. David Tennant's panel was probably my highlight outside of friendship type stuff, just like thing to see. Like, he, he came out early, which no one does. Yeah. Like, the room was already full. He's like, ah, let's go early. So he came out like five minutes early. He was, you know, really, really having fun. When people in the front row had questions, he took the mic himself to go down and talk to them. Like, was doing everything right, like, that would make fans just fall in love with him all over again. Um, Told some interesting stuff from uh, Good Omens. Apparently the dog had been trained, of course, to to bite, uh, was it Famine? Was Famine the one that he bites? I don't remember. I, I, I can't think remember. So. It's been yeah, he was while. the dog had been trained to bite famine. And at some point, because he was all dressed in black and he gave a certain motion, the dog attacked him. Like and like bit him badly. Oh. <laughs> He's like and oh, that wow. was the dog's last day on the set. Yeah. And we had it, and we had it put down. <laughs> he's like, "No, no, we didn't. We did. We drowned it. No, we didn't." Yeah, just of course he was just messing with the crowd and everything. But, uh, but yeah, it was a, a really fun and like the cosplay, amazing as always. There yeah. were a lot of amazing Zerafril and Crowley pairings everywhere. Um, a lot of really clever. Like um, I, I know it's made the rounds of Reddit and Facebook, but the Atreyu with his horse. Oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you see, you, you no, see it, I haven't sure. seen it. But so that's, it's that's some sick <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the top of the horse's head, and he laid it on brown carpet, and he's there like trying desperately to pull it oh, out of the threats. mud. No, <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh no, too soon, oh, yeah. too soon." So uh, playing off of that, I actually uh, I imported a German Blu-ray of the Neverending Story uh-huh. that is 
um, they may, they released a different version in Europe that was lo- a lot longer and a little bit darker. Uh-huh. Um, and it's great. So, uh, but I, you, you, they only released it in Germany. So, me being the total nerd I am, I I uh, got on Amazon's German site and mm-hmm. thank you Google Translate and, uh, and, and, <laughs> and 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 was able to get it. And it's great. It's fantastic. It's so good. Well, on on the topic of the never ending story, of course, without without going too far down the road of giving any spoilers away. Are we going to have sh- Lamal on the show? What? Yes. Oh, no. Are we going to have no. Lamal on the yeah. show? Yeah. I'd love to. Absolutely. I'd love to. But, um, of course, that that song becoming popular again because of something happening in pop culture, um, we were at the Yule Ball, and the guy, and uh, as, as I came to call him, Cowboy Troy, oh, um, God. who was that DJ who's feels he's putting on a performance for everyone, not just playing music, um, played a remix of it, and the place went bananas. And I'm just like, you know, a year ago, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one would have cared no about No one would have cared song. about that song a year ago. I still would have known all the words, but the rest of these people. Not nearly as many people in that in that room would have had any idea. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, maybe some would. Maybe some would. No, some would, but not near. I mean, that room wouldn't have been full of people shouting the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Um, got to go to some panels, some podcasting stuff. Uh, some guys who are um, on a podcast and are in a guild with me playing one of the mobile games I play, uh, Marvel Strike Force. Uh, Charles and Kurt uh, were doing Nerdy Wood Squares, and I got to go, and I got to be part of the game for a minute. Uh, got to go to the McElroy panel. Uh, Clint and Travis McElroy were there, and I got to go up and ask a question and say hi, and ch- and, and Clint ran off stage and gave me a hug. And it, 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 I wasn't expecting that. It was nice. It was good to see him. <laughs> drive drive all that way to see someone who you know, lives three hours away. But, you know, things work out. <laughs> a lot of time in the game room, which is something we always do and is always great. Um Got uh, checked out some new games. Got recommendations for new games. We've already ordered some off Amazon that are here. We got the uh, Monster Serial Battle Game, uh, which <laughs> it's 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 a neat little like like numbers kind of you know, game that you play with cards. And uh, our daughter likes it, so she was into it. Our son played it for all of three minutes, and he was out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our, our son has hit a stage that if something goes longer than three minutes, he looks. He goes, "This is taking so long," and then he walks away. He, goes to do something else but uh that'll happen um and we also picked up five minute marvel which we haven't played yet we but that's the other game we picked up so oh okay far. yeah that's, good things about that's it. one we didn't get to that's one we didn't get to um like i said play play mobile strike force on my phone um still play somewhat uh, star wars galaxies i'm not as hard hitting as i used to be with that's that one. still that's still up like it's I, still up. That one's still up. Uh, the Force Arena that I was playing is the one that went dark. That was oh, the MOBA-style okay. okay. game. It went dark. Um, but uh, And still occasionally playing you know, Pokemon Go and those types of things. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, and we I, I had some extra money left over for my uh, Amazon gift cards. Um, and I'm doing a couple of different things. Uh, the first thing I'll say is I picked up the Spider-Man PS4 game, which oh, is it's so amazing. Good. It yeah. is. Oh my goodness! It's the. I liked Red Dead Redemption. I haven't finished it yet, but the Spider-Man game. Oh my goodness! That's. Uh, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm like, I think I'm a third through it. Like a thirty-three percent, and I'm do. I'm doing. I'm going full like hardcore completionist style. Like the minute it unlocks a new thing, I do all of them. I swing all around the city and take care oh, of wow. all of them. 
So like I did all the picture taking, and I did all the all the I'll get all the robberies done, and now I'm doing all the research and doing all the find the black cat. Hey, so, you know you know what's awesome about that game? There's also a story, Cliff. Oh, that there you is. Can follow. I know, <laughs> but but I'm able to upgrade my um, my gear and my uh, suits by doing the other stuff, so it's a little easier to get through the fights. Um, which I like. I like having lots of different options for ways to fight um, and getting the power-ups and getting new moves. So it's not just, I'm just not just swinging and punching Spider-Man. I want, I want to swing, pull guys up with a, with a web, wrap them up, punch them, kick them, do, and do like multiple combos. So I'm, I'm doing it to upgrade, not just to, you know, oh, I got to go fight the pollution in the city of Spider-Man. No, no, I, I want the payoff. I'm doing it for the payoff. Um and then the big, the big geeky project, which is still ongoing, is I'm building, I've built an Artemis starship simulator um, with multiple computers to have multiple positions on the bridge. And now I'm expanding it to add LED lighting, to add ambience when you're playing. So like when you go to red alert, the room goes red. When you take damage, the light, the room will flash and change colors. I want to have color, uh, uh, different gels will light when certain things are happening in the game to kind of create a more immersive experience. And like I, for now, I took it to summer camp as part of a, um, a gamers track that we did at the summer camp that I've been helping out with. And... I'm also like doing stuff like taking it to Girl Scouts for my my daughter wants to have it at Girl Scouts, so we're doing that one night. But I'm gonna hopefully like rent it out for parties, rent it out for like after proms and that type of stuff too. But I'm really just wanting to keep building it and making it a more immersive experience. And eventually, I want to take it to cons. Um, probably not Dragon Con because there's a guy very well established there. But I'm looking at like the Huntington Con, uh, maybe the Dayton stuff and that type of thing, just to you know, fun little way to participate and uh, just you know, have my own spaceship. So it's it's that's where a lot of my passion is going right now. Speaking of having your own spaceship, I uh, I forgot I'm uh, I'm directing a Doctor Who fan film. Are you um, doing? Are you the director for Ron's project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome! That yeah. is awesome. Um, I didn't know you were the director. I am, and one of the things that we got for uh, our set is a space shuttle simulator that was created by NASA like it's a full-on space shuttle cockpit is that the one that somebody was sharing on marketplace yes oh you all picked that up we 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 picked that up and and so you know promptly are tearing it apart to use the the panels and so forth to build our uh the bridge of our spaceship for our doctor who film um but when we saw that I, i was just like oh my god Oh my God! We gotta have that. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> mm. It's 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 great. It's, all the lights work. All the you know the the switches all flip, and it's all configured just like the space shuttle. Rest in peace. And this is beautiful. Mm. We gotta gut it. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So um, you know, I'm in the midst of getting to play with my own fake spaceship. <laughs> oh, gosh. I didn't. I did not know that you were directing Ron's thing. Um, We'll, you know, just to just to give folks a little like I wasn't planning to talk about it. Let's talk about it now. So uh, it's it's Smith, right? Ron Smith. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Who um, I've just known only through Facebook. I've never met him in person, but he knows I'm passionate about Doctor Who, and has has crowdfunded this little Doctor Who fan film 
um, that's getting legs, and there's a bunch of people in the arts community, West Virginia, helping make it happen. And like the costumes look great, and now oh yeah, the, I mean he's prop work is this great. has been a, a passion project of his for a long, long time, um, and so he finally was like, "Look, if I don't just get off my butt and do this, it's never going to happen." And so yeah, he did the, the crowdfunding thing, and and you know, it we don't have a huge budget, but we but we got some substantial backing enough that we could go ahead and, and start working on it. Um, his, uh, he's written it in uh, as if it's just two episodes, a two episode story from the Tom Baker era. So, you know, each episode's about a half an hour. Uh, and the idea is to, as much as possible, replicate mid 1970s, Dr. Who, um, and I mean, the amount of work that's gone into it so far is, is insane. Um, so we're hoping to, we're in the midst of building the sets right now. Uh, we've got our cast, we've, you know, we've got our scripts. We're, we're trying to get to start filming very, very, very shortly. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. I was, I was, you know, Ron asked me to do it. And of course I was just like, well, yeah, um, that's awesome. So, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll, uh, I'll definitely keep everyone updated once we get to the point where it's ready to release. Um, you know, it's all, it's all for, it's all for fun. We're not charging anything for it or anything. We're, we're just going to make it and put it up there, uh, and, uh, for people to enjoy. So, uh, I think it's going to be really, really, really good. So you're going even for the music style, the dun 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 kind of. Oh like, yeah! Oh, full really, on, oh, full on. We're we're building it. models for the exterior of the spaceship. Uh, you know, none of this CG stuff. It's we're doing it all old school. Uh, That's great. So it's it's great. One of the local TV stations has graciously, you know, donating their all of their camera and sound equipment and lighting equipment. Um, so, you know, it's gonna, it should at least look pretty nice. <laughs> it, it could turn out that Ron's made a horrible mistake, <laughs> but, uh, he has the look though. He, oh, like, oh, like, he looks great. Yeah. I mean, he would be, I mean, he, if, if he were to cosplay, I don't know if he's been to Dragon Con or not, but if he were to put on his, his Tom Baker garb and walk around, people would be begging to get their picture. With oh, he's been he going to cons as Tom Baker for de- since at least at least the early 1980s. I want to yeah. say, like, I mean, yeah. he's I mean, been he's doing it forever. He's uh, it yeah, so it's I'm really really excited about it. Exterminate all humans. And that'll do it for our quick catch-up for our first episode, Back Into Rotation, episode 140. It's time for us to go back to present day. We hope that we haven't permanently destroyed your childhood. If you'd like to suggest something for us to look back on, you can email us at IRememberedItBetter at gmail.com. You can follow the show at IRIBetter. Follow me at RevanGeek, Ryan at RAllGood98. And Brian, what's your current uh, Twitter? Uh, I never get on Twitter. There's this orange guy on there that keeps messing it up for everybody. <laughs> Well, if you missed any of that, you can get all the info by going to www.iribetterpodcast.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash iribetter. Our voiceovers are provided by Amy Breedlove. You can follow her on Twitter at voicework, that's voice, W-E-R-K, and through her website, www.amiebreedlove.com. 
please rate us on iTunes. If you are someone returning back with us, a few good five-star reviews would certainly help uh, get our publicity going again. So please do that. And more importantly, tell your friends that we're back. But we'll also see. please realize that we're not going to talk about ourselves so much next time. We no, promise. we won't. It won't just be that. We promise. No, I'm we'll not tuning in. in. <laughs> Well, they'll have to tune in to find out what we talk about. We'll see you in the future, in the past.